The Minnesota Vikings have brought joy and misery to the Vikings fans for many years. At the Skull Purple Podcast, we just want to see the Vikings party with the LeBron. Join us for analysis, interviews, laughs, and much more. It's the podcast by Vikings fans for Vikings fans. The Skull Purple Podcast starts now. I'm going to have to throw a little wild card out for you guys. Don't, because... say, don't say special team. No, I'm joking. <laughs> All right. No, no, not that predictable. Uh, when you think of this, this offense, Kirk Cousins is the guy. He is the quarterback. What's, what happens down the line? You know, I don't think the Vikings have seen very often a quarterback in that room that they've brought up and, and is now the starter and is for years and years. And that's something that you get really lucky with when you take gambles in the draft. There's a guy by the name of Will Levis who <laughs> has a big arm. He's got playmaking ability. His offensive coordinator yeah. is familiar with Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. You can draw your own suspicions between just those connections alone. If you go up, try and get a guy – He's, he's under Kirk for a few years. Maybe that's a, a dice roll you take a gamble with. Welcome in to the Skull Purple Podcast. Ready to oust Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Welcome to the Skull Ousting Purple, whatever. The well, Ousting right. of Kirk Cousins Podcast now. Uh, that's right. Welcome in, everybody. We're glad to be with you. I am, of course, Carson, a.k.a. Shuby, and I'm joined by Tony, a.k.a. Steggy. Steggy and Shuby. We got to do something with that eventually, right, uh, Tony? I, I think we got to do something with that. But It's, uh, a, it's almost like a hollow notes, I think. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Meant to be. Meant to be. Um, well, what uh, also might... He meant to be, by the way, is the Vikings moving on from Kirk Cousins as soon as potentially this season. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen, but with some Lamar Jackson steam going on and the Vikings may be willing to move on from Kirk Cousins based on not only what Tatum Everett just said of the Vikings Entertainment Network, but also what we've heard from Andrew Kramer of Access Vikings. I also believe he writes for the Star Tribune. Um, so some interesting interesting Vikings nuggets there. I believe basically the gist of what he said is that the Vikings, first of all, they weren't interested in extending Kirk Cousins, even at a discounted rate, whatever you want to make that um, mean whatever you consider a discount. There we go. Happy birthday, by the way, to my dad. It is his birthday today, and he's even joining us on his birthday. And if Jay Jettis is still here, thank you for joining us, Justin Jefferson. We appreciate it. That's right. Um, he is even subscribing, and he's uh, telling other people to subscribe. So, um but this uh, this topic could be a little bit uh, a little bit hard for Justin to hear. He doesn't maybe want to hear about this uh, quarterback situation, but uh, maybe he does. I don't know. Maybe he's part of it, right? That's uh, that's been the talk around town too. That uh, he's maybe having conversations with Quasey and Kevin O'Connell. So, um, anyways, uh, the exact quote I think from Kramer was that the Vikings didn't want to. Uh, I shouldn't say exact quote, but along the lines of the Vikings weren't willing to take Cousins for more years, even at a 
discounted number, which it sounds like that discounted number was going to be less than what Daniel Jones got this year, which, boy, I sure hope so. Um, I know that's going to be what you call the market reset or whatever, but, boy, that uh, I wouldn't pay many people that kind of money, Tony. I don't know about you. I'd maybe pay the top five quarterbacks in the league that kind of money, but the amount of money that Daniel Jones made, I would definitely not pay – Kirk Cousins that kind of money when he's going to be 35 years old yeah I mean certainly I'm <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Daniel Jones as, as we know uh, we've talked about that on the show uh, from time to time I mean look at the end of the day um, yeah it, it, it I guess you know I, I get you know I keep coming back to this idea of you know Kirk Cousins and getting over the hump with this team and I just think we're in an interesting scenario with, with Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, and I know I've said it quite a bit on this podcast before. It's just, he is he good? Yes. Is he great? No. Does she, he show flashes of greatness? Yes. I really think Kirk Cousins could probably win with a franchise that doesn't rely on the quarterback, right? Like, and, and I know that sounds really negative, but like he would thrive in San Francisco. Like he, he would, he would do so well on a team that relies less on the quarterback being the general. Um, it's just, the Vikings aren't built like that and certainly not right now. So, um, you know, I had this conversation the other day uh, and unfortunately, um, it was not about Kirk Cousins. It was actually about Justin Jefferson, uh, not to go off on another spider tangent, but I think the two are the are point. paying attention, Jay Jettis? Well, the, the, the point <laughs> correlates between the two here. And my point is, is that, and this is just a Vikings fan, you know, ask yourself this question. Do you think we are going to win a Super Bowl in the next five years? Right. And I think you ask that same question. You should always ask that question when you've got high value pieces, high value assets uh, that that would be a Kirk Cousins. Um, and that includes a guy like Justin Jefferson, which is why I brought up the original point. Um, and if the answer is no, then it almost behooves you to at least entertain the idea of cashing in those assets so that answer is at some point yes because no matter what you have in the stables and i get from an ownership standpoint the point is to put forth a competitive product so you know you're getting people to buy season tickets and blah 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 but if you're true if you're if the be all and end all if if, if your true vision and goal is to win a super bowl then every time you answer no to that question then it means you should be a seller that, that's just that's right. just my opinion um because it means you don't have what it takes to make a super bowl and you need pieces to do it and guess how you build that i mean we've seen it time and time again carson i, I get you can get free agency free agents but you need to build through the draft you know, you need to build through the draft. So um, we're, we need you need that cheap quarterback that's going to be a, you know, a generational guy. So that uh, is what it is. David, yep. how you doing, sir? I David. see you have the comments there. Friend of the Welcome show. Welcome in. We love yeah. David. Friend, friend of the show. Welcome in, David. Appreciate you joining us here as we talk about the future of the quarterback situation for the Vikings. Of course, we'd uh, 
appreciate any uh, comments in the comment section that you'd like to leave, David. So go ahead uh, if you're able to throw those down as well. But um, that is really the biggest news for the Vikings right now is what yeah. they're doing with the quarterback situation. Obviously, we've heard the rumblings, right, Tony, of, well, it sounds like the Vikings are very interested in Will Levis. <laughs> right. You know, so it sounds like they're interested in him. They also met with Anthony Richardson at the Combine. So it sounds like those two guys at the top of the draft, and then they've met with other guys too, Jaron Hall, I believe another one. Um, yep. But it sounds like those two guys are the top two guys they've met with. And it sounds like they really like Will Levis. And let's let's just call it what it is. Will Levis, from a pure physical and talent standpoint, looks like he has got everything you look for in a quarterback. Yeah. What my problem with Will Levis is, number one, I should say problems, number one is his erratic or sporadic, um, whatever you want to call it, uh, just kind of a, he becomes very, very skittish. Maybe that's the best word to use. When he is rattled, uh, when he has pressure, he is rattled in the pocket. And we've seen that not so much the last couple of years with Kirk Cousins, but it seemed like in the first year or two with Kirk Cousins adjusting to the Vikings. Now, I wouldn't say to the extent of what Will Levis has dealt with with being rattled but it seems like Kirk Cousins at times a bit has been rattled throughout his career obviously yeah. he's gotten better at it the last couple of years especially last year when he was making throws left and right with guys in his face getting annihilated every time he threw the football but it seems like the Vikings are very interested in a quarterback not necessarily this year but it certainly seems like it may be this year Tony uh, any thoughts on that from your perspective? Do you see the Vikings <laughs> making a move? Obviously, the draft capital may is, may not be there, at least for this year, but maybe they use yeah. future assets to move up. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, my take right now, and again, I reserve the right to change my opinion as we get closer, but I just have the sneaking suspicion that the Vikings are going to use Dalvin Cook and or Zadarius Smith uh, to make a move. Uh, and I think it's really going to depend on how the quarterbacks go. You know, obviously at the beginning part of the first round, do we see a lot of guys come off the board early or do we see a guy like Anthony Richardson or Will Levis start to fall a little further than maybe some expected? And I think if that's the case, I think the Vikings are going to use some of that capital to see if they can move up. Because as you mentioned, we don't have a lot of picks. Currently right now, the Vikings have five picks uh, in the current draft. So, um, you know, they don't have a lot to work with. But, you know, those are some fairly decent chess pieces. Obviously, Delvin Cook being a, a larger one than Zedarius. But still, Zedarius is a uh, now coming off of an offseason, hopefully is in a fairly healthy spot. You know, he'll be a guy that, is still a starting caliber defender uh, or edge guy for uh, a number of teams out there that would be interested. And certainly Dalvin has plenty of talent. I think the biggest um, concern that most teams will have with Dalvin is just the cap, you know, right. What, what he's demanding from a current contract standpoint, would he be willing for restructure? I mean, we're really getting the nuances here, but 
I just have a feeling that the Vikings are interested in taking a quarterback, and I would not be surprised to see them try to move some of that capital to find a guy that's falling, maybe past, let's say, a guy that slips past pick number 12. I think you could start to see the Vikings maybe just at least dipping their toes into some you know, who would be interested, who would be looking to maybe be trade partners in uh, maybe the mid-teens to, you know, closer between 15 and 10. So um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Well, David, I, I agree. Uh, I agree with David's point here in the comments. Vikings have a great track record on receivers, not quarterback. We need a franchise quarterback more than a wide receiver. So it sounds like David, correct me if I'm wrong, but you sound like you're ready to draft a quarterback and wait on a second wide receiver to uh, draft a Robin to JJ's Batman is not something you want to do, at least in the first round. And by the way, I've I've thought about this a little bit, Tony, and I, I've got to use my Batman analogies because... I think this is a really good analogy. I would love it if the Vikings do draft a wide receiver. Maybe it's not this year. Maybe it's next year. But a guy that not only can come in and be Robin right away for the Vikings offense, not only for JJ, but also has the potential to maybe creep up into that Nightwing status if you uh, get that reference. (laughs) There's a deep cut for you. That's right. That's right. So, uh, backstory, Nightwing becomes too good for Batman, basically, and leaves. Now, that's not what we're hoping, obviously. But anyways, basically having two number one receivers would be great someday. But I agree, David. If the Vikings like someone at the quarterback position this year, uh, they need to go get him. I mean, you can't just – and that's the thing, Tony. Like, we, we need to talk maybe a little bit more about this. It's Like you can't just keep waiting uh, in the back end of the draft or the last third of the draft or whatever quarter of the draft to expect a quarterback to fall to you because the only guy that might fall to you is Hendon Hooker. And while I do like Hooker, I actually kind of like him better than Levis, and I'm sure somebody will record this and put that (laughs) out in a few years when that doesn't work out. But uh, I actually do like Hendon Hooker better than Will Levis, um, at least yeah. from a potential standpoint. I, I think Levis has probably the lower or the higher floor, if that makes sense. But Well, what worries me with Levis is I don't I, – I think, Liz, you already mentioned this, Carson, so I'm just kind of reiterating what you said, but adding a little a little bit of sugar to it, if you will. It's it's He has all the tools. The arm talent's there. The size is there. I think he can move around well. Certainly he can, you know, he's got enough size and quote unquote speed, if you want to call it that, to again, kind of move. He, he could play at the next level physically. Like, I think that's where, where I'm at. Physically, he fits the bill. To me, I don't see a lot of anticipation with his throws. And that, to me, is what scares the heck out of just like a casual viewer or scout, I'll say. Because, again, I'm not the be-all and end-all. They don't pay me to scout these players. But from my uh, point of view, my novice scouting brain tells me that uh, much like speed is required for a receiver because you need to get separation at the next level, 
a quarterback has to be able to anticipate routes and be able to throw into windows that aren't open, that they, they can anticipate those windows being open. And when you don't see that, that at the collegiate level, um, it just usually, and we have a hard time translating, you know, um, you see a lot of guys come out that don't have all the physical tools, but have the anticipation, the smarts, and they seem to do okay. They might not be superstars, but you look at a guy going back to a net, uh, old Viking, uh, that's near and dear to me, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, didn't have all the best gifts, but he was very, very good at anticipatory throws, you know, seeing guys throwing when the guy is getting into his break versus waiting for him to break. Um, and that translated to the next level. So, uh, when you see guys that can't do that, that's when you see guys really struggle and you, and there's a lot of, been a lot of busts, uh, Ryan Leaf comes to mind, uh, that, that couldn't make the, the leap. So, uh, Levis scares Christian me a little bit. Ponder. Yeah. Yeah. Pa well, Ponder was kind of a mix of the two. I, I think physically he didn't have a lot of gifts and honestly, uh, I think he just got, he, he couldn't, you talk about a guy getting rattled. You mentioned that word earlier. Mm. He just seemed like he was in a perpetual state of rattled, uh, <laughs> of rattling. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and, and and the thing with um, Ponder too, it seems like to me he was very intelligent, um, very intelligent. Maybe not as much football wise, but it seemed like he was pretty intelligent even football wise. But sure. he just could not translate that into being a good quarterback. He could not get it from his brain to the action of throwing the football quick enough. And that I think was a big detriment to his failing ultimately at the NFL level. And I think, uh, not, not saying that he was like this ultra gifted quarterback, which I agree with you on, but <laughs> he, he could have been, he could have been a decent quarterback had he been able to make those quick decisions because Here's the thing you can, I, you know, you and I, Tony could sit here and any expert or analyst can sit there and say, you need to make this read 30 seconds after the play has been over. It's a matter of being able to make that read in like two to three seconds or even quicker sometimes and say, all right, I'm going to throw it here right now. And you barely have any time to think about it. You've got to go through reads so quickly. And oh, so again, it's, it, it's easy for us to say that. But um, that's what you're getting paid for, right, at the NFL level. And obviously Christian Ponder uh, did not meet that requirement or the bill on that. But um, David said Iron Man and War Machine to my Batman and Robin and Nightwing reference there for uh, JJ eventually. So there you go. There you go. Now we've got all the comics covered. Come back next week for the DC and Marvel fan comic podcast there you go <laughs> yeah exactly uh, all right well i i think i want to get your thoughts on this tony quickly I, and maybe you've talked about this before kevin and brown and i talked about this last week but uh your thoughts on lamar jackson um and it sounds like he today as we record this as well, I guess we're live. So as we are live uh, earlier today, <laughs> Lamar <laughs> Jackson said that uh, he wants to be traded and he actually requested a trade already back on March 2nd. It sounds like 
And yeah. the Ravens are still trying to get him to sign. Doesn't sound like it's going all that well. Sounds like he wants out. And by the way, came out today, this afternoon, bookies.com releasing the odds makers for where Lamar Jackson plays in 2023. Number one with plus 400 odds, the Tennessee Titans at 20%. Number two, the Minnesota Vikings at plus 450 with odds at 18.2%. And that is greater than even uh, that's greater than even the Ravens, greater than the Ravens, greater than the Patriots, the Colts, Falcons, and Lions, who are all listed there. The field is also 18.2%. But um, what are your thoughts on Lamar Jackson possibly coming to the Vikings? Uh, I don't, I mean, I'm not thrilled with it. I, I mean, I, not that I, look, if Lamar Jackson ultimately ends up being a Viking, of course, I mean, I would be, his biggest supporter, obviously, he's would be the quarterback of our team. I, I would never wish for our team not to perform well. Um, but as far as you know, would I champion that particular move? Uh, probably not. Uh, I don't. I'm not super interested in Lamar Jackson uh, being the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, just for a few different reasons. One is is that there's injury concerns with me. Um. Would I do I think you know, would we see some insanely dynamic play out of this offense at times? Oh, a thousand percent. Could you imagine the threat of Lamar Jackson, Hawkinson, uh, Justin Jefferson, and you know, it just like this offense obviously would be insane at times. My my concern would be two things the, the injury concerns that that's a big concern for me. Coupling that with the money, obviously, like I think as Vikings fans, part of the Kirk Cousins where I'm getting a little tired with the Kirk Cousins era is not so much anything to do with Kirk as much as it is just his huge contract. Um, I, I would like to see the Vikings have the ability to start with a guy that is their guy and then we get like two to three years of good quarterback play that's cheap because that'll allow us to load up on talent around them. And then we get to start making moves like the good teams do. And I'm not saying we're going to get a Patrick Mahomes, but see, when you get a guy like Patrick Mahomes before the big contract, you can start to look attractive to really good players because they're going to have their careers elevated. And so they might take a little less money. See, when you got a guy making a ton of money, then everybody wants money. So it's like, it's just, I don't know. And until you can prove you're a winning franchise, you know, everybody's just looking to cash in. Nobody's looking to take a, a pay cut to come to the Vikings right now. And so it would be nice to see, I don't know, it'd just be nice to see the Vikings be able to get that hometown guy that, again, is going to be cheap for a few years and accumulate a good roster around him. So those are the two things that deter me from wanting Lamar Jackson. Injuries. And a big contract. It just, I'm tired of the big contract quarterbacks. Um, but like I said, if he, they bring him here, I'd be the first person to be excited because there would be a lot to be excited about. But uh, that, it's just not for me. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think my case was made pretty clearly on the last show. From a talent perspective, I would love it. 
I I think Lamar is a very talented player, passer, uh, and uh, yeah, I I would I would love it just from that perspective, and honestly, I would take him over every quarterback but one in this upcoming draft. By the way, in terms of talent, I would still take Bryce Young. I am in love with Bryce Young, and I will go to my grave saying it. Uh, until I'm proven wrong, as I was with Baker Mayfield. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, that's another story for another day. Um, but I, I really like the idea of Lamar Jackson. But again, you get into the injuries, you get into the contract, and eventually you just can't keep going down that same well you got to try and draft a quarterback. Like David said, um, you know, the Vikings haven't had a franchise quarterback that was their own since Fran Tarkington, pretty much. I mean, Dante, if you want to call it that before, I, I just don't think he was here long enough to really consider him a franchise guy. But I want somebody that can be here for 10, 15 years and lead the Vikings, hopefully to multiple Super Bowls. But be in the playoffs consistently giving, but also being a good team in the playoffs, not being a 2022 Vikings where, yeah, our offense is pretty darn good, but boy, that defense, one of the worst in the league, we're going to get eliminated immediately. Uh, we want to build a consistent yeah. contender, kind of like what Kansas City's doing. And it's very easy to say that because of, of the Mahomes contract and, um, or of being Patrick Mahomes, I should say, and what the Chiefs have built there. But um, I honestly think the Bears, by the way, are kind of moving in that direction. I'm not saying they're going to be the Chiefs, but I'm saying they're using that same type of blueprint as what Kansas City's doing, where they're trying to build that team, but also eventually sign Justin Fields to a long-term deal that uh, gives them the opportunity then to go put players around uh, around Justin Fields. But, um, yeah. yeah, I'm ready for a rookie quarterback. Um, but I, I would prefer if the Vikings draft any of these guys, um, I would say Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud sh should start right away. But any of the other guys, I'm wanting to see them sit behind a quarterback for a year. And that goes especially for Will Levis, I would say. Um, I, I think if he gets a year under Kirk Cousins, um, that, that could be really beneficial for him. And hopefully Kirk doesn't blackball him. <laughs> I don't think Kirk would. I think Kirk just seems like too nice of a guy to do that. But um, yeah, definitely would love it if Kirk kind of took him under his wing, even though he would be his heir apparent. Yeah. Well, it's it's clear to me, and you already talked about this a little bit. It's clear to me that this this, I mean, unless something crazy happens, this is going to be Kirk's last year. Uh, the the fact, and and it's always so hard with these stories that come out that unless you hear it from the horse's mouth, it's hard to take everything <laughs> as as gospel, right? Um, but you know, the report was that, as you already talked about earlier. There was apparently a deal on the table or Kirk came to the, as, as the story goes, Kirk came to the team, said, you know, he'd be willing to maybe take a little less. Uh, I don't know if it was less than he's making now, because this was where it gets unclear, right? That it's the, the devil's in the details. Is it that he would take less than he's making now, 
or he'd be willing to to take less than market value because those are two wildly different numbers. Um, so I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Either way, the report says the Vikings turn that down, which to me, again, suggests that they are uh, ready to move on to the next chapter, which, again, I think is good. It also lends me to believe that they probably wouldn't be as interested uh, in a Lamar contract because they already know what they're getting out of Kirk. And I think that, um, you know, you start weighing the, and boy, the, the Lamar fans are going to hate me for this one. So send all the hate mail to Carson, uh, but, <laughs> uh, actually send them to, uh, skull purple podcast at uh, gmail.com. Uh, but, uh, also no, I was going to say, um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so still Carson, um, I think when you start weighing the pros and the cons for both of those players, uh, like, I don't know who really comes out ahead. Uh, and I say that understanding that Lamar Jackson's insanely talented, but guess what? Kirk never gets hurt. He's always available. He's always going to be on the field. Um, that's worth something. You know, it's hard to do pluses and minuses, right? Um, Cause Lamar could be the most talented quarterback in the world, but if he's not out there on us on Sundays, um, it uh, kind of doesn't matter how, how uh, talented he is. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how much more valuable Lamar would be than Kirk out on the market, in my opinion, um, to other teams. Uh, but anyway, I guess my point is, is that I think they're ready to move on. I think they're ready to start fresh. I'm a little afraid of who they're going to start fresh with. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm in love with Levis. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, it, no matter what, it's going to be a project, and um, that's why. In a I tell way, you what, Tony, if somehow Bryce Young falls to number three, though, I, I would I mean, be trading up. I would I, trade up in a heartbeat for Bryce Young. You sold me on it. I mean, the size still worries me a little bit, but stop here, it. Here, here, here's, <laughs> what, here's what I'll say, Carson. I I I went back to the tape. You you were like, dude. You need this. This is Carson and I's text exchange, dude. You need to give him a chance. So I did. I went and I did a little more research. Um, I I certainly, uh, you know, watched some film, listened to some people that I uh, that I trust, and and all that fun stuff. Me. And look at at the end of the day, the size does still scare me a little bit. But but and this is a big but, um, or maybe a little one. No, uh, it's it's just he. Uh, <laughs> His anticipation, uh, every concern that I told you about with Levis is like flip it on its head with Bryce Young. Like he is one of the best quarterbacks I've seen coming out of college on his tape in the SEC uh, at anticipatory throws. I mean, the guy can read a defense like Mm -hmm. and that is crazy. Like, I think if this kid was six foot six one we'd be talking about like you're insane for not taking this guy. Number one, like, like you would be yeah. like, he is the consensus P- team should be clamoring to get up there. And so in a way I, <laughs> I do agree with you. If he can overcome the small stature, I think he could be a problem at the next level. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man, I would be elated if we got Bryce young, um, especially because I feel like he'd have a, a year to sit behind cousins, 
and grow three inches. No, uh, no, uh, he would have a year to at least, at least just, you know, get in an NFL weight room. Cause like, that's the other thing. Not only is he, not only is he short, he is a kind of a petite little fella. Uh, so, uh, just to get a little bit more meat on his bones, I think would be good. And I, as, as silly as that sound, it, it actually does matter. I mean, people forget that with like Russell Wilson, like Wilson is only about, you know, just a touch taller than uh than bryce young but he was a stout more stout fella uh coming out of college yep, that's um, fair yeah so it just you know it'd be nice to get him to to beef up just a little bit to protect himself uh but uh yeah i'm with you man i you know if something like that happens i'd be pretty excited uh i think i'd be okay with with richardson at the right spot hopefully we wouldn't have to give up a lot to get him or who knows maybe he falls far levis scares the heck out of me because again it just he screams bust all over for me um of course i'm gonna give him the shot just like i did with the all the other castaways all the other misfit toys we've had through throughout the years kellen mond and uh and the like so um you know we'll see what happens there you go there you go and also news today a Will Levis jersey has appeared for sale in the NFL shop in the Vikings section. So oh. there you go. Some more some more Vikings fans trying to quote unquote speak it into existence, Tony. There you go. All right. Uh let's go ahead and talk about the only I think this is the only piece of news really for the Vikings right now. And maybe I'll look up transactions here, but uh Duke Shelley. Uh, the Duke of Shelley, the famous Duke, the most famous Duke of them all, Shelley goes to the Raiders. And uh, Tony, unfortunate, but I think I think it was a decision. The Vikings just they didn't want, they just didn't think they needed him, which I would maybe second guess that. Uh, <laughs> Based on we have three corners right now, basically, in the room. Um, but the Vikings probably going to draft at least one, probably two, maybe three. Who knows how many corners they'll draft. But Duke Shelley to the Raiders, your thoughts? I'm not as disappointed as some. I, I'm disappointed in the fact that it was a cool story. Um, another guy that's talk about small in stature. Uh, you know, another little guy um, who's got a lot of heart, a lot of fight. Uh, I think a lot of us were surprised with how well he was able to step in. But look, at the end of the day, he's a guy that, you know, was drafted in the sixth round by the bears and then got cut. And then we picked him up. I mean, this isn't, this isn't, uh, you know, we're not mourning Eric Hendricks all over again, at least, at least for me, I I'm not. So I think we like the way story. more heartbreaking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, or someone with the number 19 leaving. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to cry over it. I, I think it is what it is. Great opportunity for Duke. Good for him. I think if anything, he bought himself a nice little contract that I'm sure he got from the Raiders. I'm sure it's not massive, but again, think of a guy that was just last off season cut from a team and then picked up by the Vikings. And now, you know, he goes out and actually gets offered a contract, uh, presumably to, to start um, with a, with an NFL franchise. So I say, if anything, 
great for Duke. Um, I have a feeling that the Vikings feel pretty good about what they've got in a guy that kind of keeps, we, we keep getting him lost in the sauce here, but you know, Andrew Booth Jr. is going to be coming back off of his injury. Um, and I think they like what, what they saw in him drafting him last year and just hope that he can stay healthy um, and have a full off season with the Vikings. So, uh, you know, we're going to get guys back. I'm not going to, certainly nothing I'm going to go crying to mom about, but uh, good for Duke. That's what I say. Mom, they didn't resign Duke Shelley. <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. But that's mom, not something you're gonna hear. <laughs> no, not in my household. But, but no, Duke. Let's let's give him some credit for those five to seven games he played. He he did a good job, really good job, honestly. Uh, yeah. Filled in for what the Vikings needed. Unfortunately, it was not enough to slow the. Daniel Jones led Giants in the postseason. So uh, that uh, there's always that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah. Uh, Steven Ferguson uh, time chiming in here in the comments section on YouTube. Shelly wasn't going to stay good. Uh, Booth was injured his whole college career and he won't be healthy. So, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Uh, Steven, I think. I think the Vikings are going to draft at least two. I, I think, honestly, Tony, we should be shocked if they don't draft at least two corners uh, because right now, like I said, they have basically three other than people that are on futures contracts. And I'm going to be honest, I don't trust any of those people. <laughs> uh, right. No offense to them, but uh, I'm not going to trust a futures contract guy to come in and be a starter right away. Um, but that's agreed. That's just my thought on that whole situation. So good for good for Duke that he got uh, paid. I guess the amount of money he wanted. Uh, I don't think he got paid that much. I think it was like two million or less dollars, which again begs the question: Why did the Vikings not re-sign him even for that amount of money? Like not a lot of money, but it is what it is. Um, I'm not heartbroken, but uh, it is what it is um and he also well, I think, he said, even, I think he said uh what was it shelly hat was on twitter i believe and didn't he say the vikings offered 1.2 i think was the what was that was what the vikings were offering oh, which really? he didn't think was was very much oh okay so he got more than that okay yeah must have been more uh, than that obviously and it could have been with some assurances maybe he got like a two-year deal that was probably front-loaded but yeah, uh, Flores will need to make us better than last year, I hope. Steven says in the comment section, yep. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought they were so high on Himalayan. Um, sea salt? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, sea salt, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. High on ah, him. Ah, there we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. Uh, let's, yep, there yeah. you go. That there sounds better. Uh yeah. yeah, he got 1.3, Steven says. So oh. there you go. <laughs> which is which in the grand scheme of things is not that not too much right. different. But you know, you got you gotta gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, look, yeah, I mean Duke Shelley was again a throwaway from another team that stepped in, looked better than we had thought. He didn't look like a liability, and that was what you you know certainly would want from a guy coming off the bench. So at the end of the day, 
I thought he filled in well. Uh, it would be nice to get guys that uh, probably going to be more of a long-term solution. And clearly they didn't think that he was, uh, he was one of those. Um, but like I said, good for the Raiders getting him in and hopefully he succeeds. I have no, you know, ill will towards Duke Shelley. That's for sure. Well, the next question I have for you, Tony, is are you ready to do some betting with DraftKings for the final four? That's, oh, that's of course. the question. That's the question we need to ask you. So the biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, as you probably all are aware. And the action is just getting started, though, on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot and an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. And, of course, the Final Four is getting underway here shortly. Um, and by shortly, I mean this week, this upcoming weekend. Uh, we saw Miami beat Texas to get in there. Uh, so big win for Miami, their first Final Four in history. So you can see all those lines and get your bets in there. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TPPN. Again, right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Once again, that is DraftKings Sportsbook. And again, the details in the description below for you on YouTube and in the show notes for those of you that are listening pre or post live show uh, via Apple and Spotify. So that is that is a, a great way to get a sweat on game day, right? Uh, you get a chance to uh, put some money down and really cheer for a team, even though you may not care in terms of the team itself, they could potentially make you some money, right, Tony? That's right. Yeah, if your brackets aren't busted already. <laughs> As I know many of us uh, are feeling that sting, it's nice to still be able to go and have some fun on the Final Four. So, you know, you can go on to DraftKings and do some daily betting uh, where you don't have to rely on that initial bracket to carry you through to the end. But, uh, yeah. yeah, Carson, I've been really lucky. I, you know, I haven't watched every single game like most people, right? You can't watch every game. But I haven't, I would say I haven't even watched most of the games. But from the games that I have watched, I don't know what it is. They've all been incredible. Every game I've watched has been so much fun and uh, has come down to the wire and it's been intense. And, uh, you know, so I'm in a lot of ways, I'm sad to see it come to an end uh, this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a fun tournament. And I watched the women's tournament last night because uh, I'm a big Hawkeyes fan as if you've paid attention to the show long enough, you probably are aware. And uh, Caitlin Clark, oh my goodness, is she fun to watch? She yeah, is what was as that, a Stephen 40, A. 
dropping yeah, she 40 had the triple first, double. She had the first 40 point triple double in NCAA men's or women's tournament history ever. Whew. Yeah. So that was impressive. She is, as Stephen A. Smith, by the way, quoted this on first take, probably because ESPN is the holder of the women's uh, bracket, uh, but uh, that she is the Steph Curry of women's basketball. So there you go. Caitlin Clark, oh. Steph Curry. There you have in it. The same, in the same gym. That would be a lot of threes right there. But anyways, um, you can find out more about that, uh, how you can bet on Iowa to lose or win, hopefully, (laughs) uh, in the uh, women's March Madness stuff as well at DraftKings uh, Sportsbook. And again, a partner of ours through the Pigskin Podcast Network. All right, Tony. Well, the last uh, item I have on the agenda, by the way, no other transactions that the team has announced anyway. Um, The last one being the CJ Ham extension, which we talked about last week. I'm sure that is great news for you. Also, by the way, uh, we talked about Troy Reader and Brandon Powell on last week's show uh, coming Mm -hmm. in uh, as depth signings for the Vikings. But um, any, any thoughts, I guess, on those before we get into a mock draft? Well, I just have to say, as a big guy, anytime I can get a Vikings jersey that has ham on the back of it, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, no, I, ham with ham. Yeah, and I, you know, uh, all kidding aside, it was a bit of a surprising move. Uh, not uh, one I had anticipated seeing with uh, with the ham. <laughs> now it's making me sound silly. But, uh, you know, with the extension for CJ <laughs> Ham, um, you know, I didn't I didn't anticipate it. But at the end of the day, am I super surprised? No. I mean, I he's a good locker room guy. It's again, it made probably another cohesive move where, you know, we're bringing guys back that our personalities carry over from last year. I think at some point, you can't you can't turn over everybody without losing the locker room a bit. So bringing back some of these veterans again with the idea that a guy like you know Dalvin will probably I think be gone too. Uh, it makes sense for the Vikings to try to retain some of these good locker room guys, and not to say he doesn't bring stuff on the field. It's just I think it works on a lot of different levels. All right, there you have it. There you have it. And uh, now Tony. You, I don't know if you've been a part of one of these yet, have you? Or have uh, you been a part of one? Well, bring it on, baby. I'm ready. All right. We are just about ready for a mock draft. And we are going to get the PFF mock draft simulator going here. Oh, yeah. You and I did. We did one of these. Did we do one of these? Yeah, we did one of these, baby. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's see what kind of craziness. Let's see what we can accomplish here. Yeah. Um, Let's uh, let's talk about this first here, Tony. Is there any particular thing you're wanting to accomplish in this mock draft? Are you wanting to go and trade Kirk Cousins? Are you wanting to keep Kirk Cousins and draft as if we were just being normal 
<laughs> or what what are you what are you kind of wanting to accomplish are you wanting to let the board come to you or are you wanting to go up and get somebody or you just want to start and see what happens that's a great question carson i think um you know in a perfect world i would like to use dalvin and use Zadarius to get potentially some draft capital on a quarterback yeah but it's kind of going to depend on what happens you know for sure one through five and then from there then we got to wonder what's going to happen six through ten and i think then we'll have a clear picture because i looking at the board carolina is going to take a quarterback um the texans should take a quarterback um you know um obviously there's after we get past those two it gets a little dicey because Arizona's not going to take a quarterback. Um, Indy, it's my opinion that Indy is probably the favorite to win, if you want to call it that, the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. So if that happens, they're out of quarterback. Um, Seattle, I don't know. I mean, obviously they've got Geno, but if they're not in love with a guy, they might decide to roll the dice and look forward to next year for drafting a quarterback. Um I think Detroit, again, unless there's a guy that they love, I don't know if they go quarterback there. I think they're pretty happy with Goff. I think they'd feel like they're reaching unless, again, there's a guy that they absolutely love. Um, I think if we get to Detroit and we still have a guy that intrigues us on the board, I think we should see what we can do. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead then, Tony. And before we start this, should we just trade Dalvin and Zedarius and cut the cord? <laughs> well, I don't want to trade him until I know who we can get. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's let's simulate let's at just, least until start. Detroit, and then we'll see where we stand. CJ Stroud. Yeah, no, uh, nice no surprise there. All right, well, that probably yeah, takes Will us out Anderson of that. to the Cardinals. Anthony Richardson to the Colts. Seahawks get Tyrese Wilson. Is there anybody you're thinking? Obviously, quarterbacks are pretty much gone at this point. Do we want to trade up here, Tony, and get in front of a team like the Raiders or the Falcons who could very well sneak up and take Will Levis here, or or just stay at their place and take Will Levis. Again, we have to trade with Detroit, which uh, yeah, he's no. very fond of. Yeah. No, I'm not trading with Detroit. I'm not trading with Detroit. To be honest with you, the only guy that I might might have been intrigued about, which, again, in real life could change because, again, it depends on what happens with Lamar. But he went to Indy. Um, so and I'm so not... did Anthony Richardson. Yeah, yeah, right. Um I'm not uh, I'm so not you're just assuming that Lamar goes to Indy, right? I'm I'm operating under the idea I think it's a, there's a good chance um that he could go to Indianapolis. But regardless, um I think that in this hypothetical draft, um I'm probably good now staying pat at 23 because I I think anything above here uh, I just don't like Levis. Like the probably the only way I would take Levis is if he is at twenty three now. Okay. And I don't think he will be. But all right. Well, let's resume this thing. Let's speed things up just a tad. 
And let's resume. And Christian Gonzalez, Will Levis is gone, Devin Witherspoon, Paris Johnson Jr., Jalen Carter, Broderick Jones, Jackson Smith the Jigba, Peter Scaranzi, Joey Porter Jr., Quentin Johnston to the Packers, Brian Branch, Lucas Van Ness, Bijan Robinson, Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy, Deontay Banks, and Jordan Addison all go ahead of the Vikings. So we do have a trade offer. The Dallas Cowboys want to trade up three spots. That's all. Three spots here. And I, as much as I love Kalijah Cansey here, I think, Tony, we should maybe do that. What do you think? Um, who depending else on who we the, can get. Yeah, depending on who we can get. Who else is on the board here? Got Cansey. Yeah. You got the tight ends. You got Zay Flowers. Brian Brissy, uh, Will McDonald, edge rusher from Iowa State, Josh Downs, another wide receiver, and then you start. You do have Emmanuel Forbes down here and Cam Smith, a couple of corners. We could trade. We could try and trade back up if you're really uh, wanting to maybe get rid of Dalvin or Zedarius. Yeah, I would say. I think we should still have some options if we go back to 25 because that's where Dallas is. Uh, let's see. Yeah, let's. I think we could trade back. I because I don't. I'm not in love with almost anybody else besides. Um. Uh. Why can't I think of his name? If you if you go back to the board, and I'm, I'm, I'm can't I'm, Yeah, can't see. There you go. Um. I like him. I, I would say if we're not going to draft him here at 23 and we're going to trade back, let's see what we can get from Dallas. Um, and then hopefully he's still there at 26. Yeah. Cause that's where we'd be. Sorry. 20. I think I said 25. We would be at 26. Um, if he's still there at 26, let's take him. If he's not, we might even pull a slick Rick and trade back again, but let's see. All right. So we're going to try and offer Dallas here again. This is for our audio listeners that'll be joining or listening to the show tomorrow or whenever we get this uploaded. Um, we are trading back three picks to number 26 with Dallas. And I am, I am asking for the number 90th pick overall, a fourth rounder next year, a seventh rounder next year, and a sixth and a seventh rounder in 2025. It says that the trade has a 41% chance of being accepted. We'll give it a shot. And it was declined. Okay, so let's Dang. take off. Let's take <laughs> off those seventh rounders. And let's give it a shot again. No. Take off the sixth. Give it another shot. We got three more attempts remaining. And there it goes. So we got... We went back three spots. We got a third rounder, which Quazy loves to do. Um, and we got a fourth round pick as well for next year. So already stacking that capital, Tony, for next year. So there you go. Which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Dallas Cowboys with the 23rd pick select Zay Flowers. So uh, very similar to the Jamison Williams thing last year, <laughs> except this was not a division rival. Um, but yeah. Kalijah Cansey is still there. Tony. So we take him. We take him. So we yeah. we take him. Absolutely. Kalijah yeah, Cansey once again to the Vikings. 
So basically we get the guy we wanted plus more draft picks. It's exactly, I mean, that's a perfect scenario. All right. Now Josh Downs has just been selected at 34. Jack Campbell just went. Kelly Ringo, a corner, just went. Is there anybody? The only bad thing about pausing the draft is you can't see who's on the board at this point. But is there anybody you want to try and trade back up for, or are you kind of content letting it go to 87 here? I think I'm okay letting it go to 87. And I think, honestly, and this is just where I'd be at in real life too, you know, if we get past the first round or even like probably early second round and we still are holding Dalvin and Zadarius, it just means we can use them for trade bait for uh, another player, you know, or future, you know, another player plus draft picks or who knows post draft. So more corners, more edge rushers going. We'll uh, speed this up. Jalen Hyatt wide receiver gone. We'll uh, just turbo it all the way to the Vikings pick at 87. And guess who's still there? Tanner McKee, the quarterback. <laughs> That's who we wanted the whole time. Um, so we got some options here. It seems like these options are always here. Uh, I don't know if the PFF simulator just doesn't have that much randomness, or maybe we need to choose to change the sliders a little bit more, but. Tanner McKee is available, Nathaniel Dell, Garrett Williams, Carl Brooks, and Travius Hodges Tomlinson. Those are the top five guys on the board right now. We do have six trade offers, and we do have another pick coming up. What do you think? The Bills want us to trade four picks back. I I think at this stage I'm less inclined to trade back. I think we've got some good value and uh, unless there's something crazy that comes up, I, I like, I still like some of the guys on the board. And I think as we start to, as we start to edge further back, you start getting into a bit more project territory. Uh, yep. So I think, I think we, we need to start drafting here. So in I my opinion, disagree. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree. So I um, like, I'm going to tell you where I'm at, and then I want you to tell me where you're at. I, I like Nathaniel Dell here at, to take him as a wide receiver, and then we pick again. Uh, you know, we're only basically two picks between our next, and I still really like um, Hodges Tomlinson from TCU corner. So, and I think he'll be there. Future so, I, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like if we take Dell, we'll still be able to get uh another you know uh, the the corner out of tcu there so that that's kind of where my vision's at what do you think well i will tell you what i think by making the selection of nathaniel dell (laughs) and trey palmer went to the giants two picks later i think we made a huge right decision there by taking him because i think the giants would have taken him instead of palmer So now, Tony, we've got two options here. We've got Garrett Williams, a potential outside corner that we could put in, or we could go with Travis Hodges Tomlinson, get that slot guy, hopefully for the next four years, as we've done many times, or at least I've done many times in these mocks for the Vikings. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And I think with losing a guy too, we just talked about him earlier with, uh, with Shelly, 
I think, uh, you know, you need a guy that's going to be able to, to play that inside a little bit. And Lord knows Chandon Sullivan was, oh, well, boy. let's just say a little suspect last year. So uh, <laughs> that's uh, I'd the feel the nicest pretty, way you could put it. <laughs> I'd feel pretty good about, you know, being able to fill that void or, you know, at least potentially filling that void uh, with a draft pick there. So, that, I mean, that's where I'm at. I'd be happy with it. All right, let's do it. Travius Hodges Tomlinson, our new slot corner. And now into the fourth round with pick 119. We haven't traded Dalvin. We haven't traded Zadarius. We haven't traded anybody at this point. Um, so we don't need a running back, even though there are two running backs right here, right now on the board. And Dwayne McBride from UAB and Tajay uh, Ty Spears from Tulane. Um, also, Deuce Vaughn from K-State is there. Uh, Kayshawn uh, Boutte, I believe, or Booty. Um, and then Ivan Pace Jr., I think that's my pick right here, Tony. We got Kalijah Kansi, the interior defensive lineman, in that first round. We need another linebacker, I think, especially because Jordan Hicks is going to be done after this year. Maybe pair Ivan Pace Jr. from Cincinnati with... Brian Osamoa, give him a running mate. Well, here's my question then. If that's the guy you're eyeing, let's see if there's any trade offers for any team that's close. Maybe, maybe we can trade. Back. Maybe we can Ooh. trade back just a few spots and still get the guy we like. Ten spots back for the Cowboys. It's a risk. That's a or risk. Or one thirty-five. Then you go even further back. So it's ten or more picks we'd have to move back here. Yeah, that's a risk. I mean, what's your uh, what's your thought on that? I'm I'm thinking it's pretty risky. I think so too. I think we go get him. I think we go get him. Are you okay with that pick, or would you rather uh, get another edge rusher, safety help here with Ronnie Hickman from OSU, um, and Jalen Morano Cooper? I mean, the guy Fresno. I was the guy. I think if I I don't mind your pick. The only other guy would be um, Ojimo. I like him quite a Ojimo. bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, for another interior uh, defensive lineman. But uh, if we're not going to go there, and we want to go linebacker, you're right. I mean, I, I think we've got to. I think we got to pull the trigger now. It might be just a touch of a reach, but we don't have a choice. Yeah, because uh, I think he's going to be gone. Yep, I agree. And we are going with Ivan Pace Jr. and a whole round plus has gone by as we get to the fifth round now. And so both of those edge rushers are still there, Tony. Yasir Abdullah and Velami Fehoko were both there. Jalen Moreno Cropper is still there from Fresno State. Uh, then you get to your developmental quarterbacks and Aiden O'Connell. Chandler Zavala, a guard I've taken a few different times in mock drafts I've done, guard from NC State. Uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton, wide receiver from West Virginia. Jake Hayner, we got Jake Hayner down here. Quarterback, Ooh. I like him better than I like uh, Aiden O'Connell, I'll tell you that. Uh, but it looks like we could, well, probably can't. We'd probably have to take O'Connell or Hayner now because our next pick's not till 2-11, so... I think I'm taking Abdullah here if it's me. I know he's at the top taking, of the board. You're taking Abdullah? Like low, yeah, I think, I mean, I know it's a little bit of low-hanging fruit because he's at the top of the board, but I saw him when you were 
when you were uh again kind of pushing but again let's see if we got any trade offers that are relatively close and i'm not i'm not married to that pick um so, so 167 i want to give that a shot what do you think well, let's see what, see what we can get because i'm not get. in love with abdullah there sure I'm not in love with it um so let's see if we can move back nine spots Let's see if they give us 177. Nope, it won't give us that. Won't give us 182. Nope, they're not giving us much here. 223, uh, maybe fifth rounder next year. Nope, it's they're not even really liking giving us a sixth round pick. It's looking like we're going to have to take some sevenths at this point. Uh, yes. Man, what do you think? Nah. Jeez, yeah, no, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it, Rams. You're not, you're not giving us enough in return. So you're up for Abdullah, and I kind of want to try and take a shot with Hayner here. Really? Yep. Or we can hope that Stetson Bennett's down there, but I, I kind of like Hayner a little better than Stetson Bennett. But yeah, yeah. Or when when's our next pick after this? 211 so that would be ooh okay so we're we're going deep after this deep into the 6th round yep okay shoot cuz i was going to say i also kind of like that guard out of uh nc state oh yeah um you know zavala there i think you mentioned him i like him plus it would be nice to get another interior guy that has some has some upside that we could develop as we know the interior line on the offense has been uh you know a little suspect at times. <laughs> Steve, we got we got somebody commenting in here. Just take pace. So oh, that was that was a little while ago. Sorry about that, Penguin oh, Zero. Yeah. yeah. Um he was right. I was right. Uh, <laughs> um, um so yeah, we are if you gotta if you're watching this, uh give us a comment right now who you would go with. Would you go with Hayner? Would you go with anybody but Hayner? <laughs> Would you trade back or would you um, take somebody else uh, in this, in this scenario? Um, Tony, I think I'm going to veto you here and I'm going to pick Jake Hayner. All right. All right. We got our future quarterback. Never have to draft a quarterback again. <laughs> <laughs> Totally kidding. Okay, Aiden O'Connell's still there, so we could have gotten him, except I didn't like Aiden O'Connell. Um, so now, Tony, we've got some options here. Uh, this is our final pick, unless we trade, which we could go back three spots with the Raiders, and maybe they'd give us, maybe they'd give us two thirty-one. They won't even give us another pick. Yeah, why would we just trade back to trade back? I don't. Yeah, that's, don't that's understand. exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. I love the incentive. Well, I'm just gonna put this on the table, even though not. Yep. Well, what the heck are we doing this for, then, Raiders? <laughs> yeah, just because we feel like it. Oh no, you yeah. could just pick where we were picking. Why not? <laughs> that's right. Hey, how about Juice Scruggs right here, the center from Penn State? You like that? Yeah, well, I just like the fact that his name is Juice Scruggs. I know, right? That's like begging to be picked. Yeah, um, kind of sounds like a Midwestern guy. Sounds uh, sounds juicy to me. Um, yeah. 
Cameron Brown, I kind of like that with going with a corner. How about the how about the guy? No, we can't we can't go with Mo here, can we? If if he was if he if we didn't have Dalvin or if we didn't have Madison, I'd say yes, you take Mo Ibrahim here, but unfortunately we still have all those guys because Tony didn't want to trade them, which is okay. We could trade him later. <laughs> we um, could trade him later. We got yep. Madison. We got Chandler. I think. Uh, yep. Chandler I mean, too, I would. Which, yeah. I would love to see. Yeah, Mo uh, come to the Vikings. I mean, the biggest concern, obviously, is like injury, right? Um, but you know, right. you never know. Maybe, maybe he's still on the board. Is this our last pick? No, we still got. We still got. Uh, Oh no! This is it. This is the this last is it. one of the this day. This is yeah. it. Six oh, six round pick thirty four. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and the Raiders didn't want to oh. give us anything for moving yeah. up three spots. Yeah, yeah, that's so stupid. Yeah, Let's I'm gonna see. say I'm gonna Scruggs say... is a good center. Dan says. Okay. Well, you know, Scruggs, I mean, Scruggs is a good center. We could get some insurance for Bradbury, right? I mean, you know. Uh, as yeah. we know, Bradbury had the back injury late last year. I know we just re-signed him, but uh, right. always good to have depth. So I like well, the gallery. Well, I like the gallery choice. And if I remember right, Tony, that Garrett Bradbury contract could very well be gotten out of after this year. Yeah, twenty twenty four. They would they would incur zero ca- dead cap next year if they cut him. Um. He's he would have zero dead cap, no dead cap at all if they cut him in 2024 before 2024. So sure. he is not entrenched as the center past this season. Um, yeah. Again, those the Vikings have been really good at adding those dummy years onto these contracts. And again, with Garrett Bradbury. So I, I agree. I think I think we got to go with juice here. I do really like the idea of Cameron Brown, though, just because we need more bodies at corner. But I think we'll go with juice. Carson, I like the juice. I do, too. Juice Scruggs it is. And the rest of the draft expires. And the Minnesota Vikings getting their mock draft grade from PFF. And they get an A plus, an A plus because we stuck to the PFF big board for the most part. For the most part, um, the worst pick was Jake Hayner, and he still got a B grade. So take yeah. that, PFF uh, <laughs> and Tony. Uh, <laughs> hey, so, so love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> but uh, got a B plus for that trade we did with Dallas to go back to the twenty sixth pick. Again, we traded the 23rd pick to Dallas for pick 26. They gave us the third rounder that they had, the 90th overall pick, and a fourth rounder for next year. So we did get an extra pick for next year. Plus, we still got our guy pulling the ultimate slick Rick right there. Still getting our guy after trading back. That's right. Uh, But uh, then Nathaniel Dell, A-plus on that pick. Travis Hodges, Tomlinson, A Ivan Pace Jr., A, Jake Hayner, B, and Juice Scruggs in the sixth round, an A-plus for an overall grade of an A-plus. So the Vikings have done it again. We've done it again, Tony. Give us the fake applause. I don't have uh, any fake applause here right now, but uh, we we did it. You know, I mean, look, all I'm saying is that we will come a lot cheaper 
than a lot of your other <laughs> scouts. So <laughs> Minnesota true. Vikings, we're here at your disposal. Uh, you know, uh, I would do it. I would do it just for a meet and greet every once in a while. You know, you slide me a 20, uh, maybe a couple times true. a week. I'll be all right. Yep. Dan's chiming in here yet again in the YouTube comments section as we are again live on the Skull Purple Podcast YouTube channel. He says, yes, Scruggs could take over next year and be an upgrade. He could learn the calls this year. Yeah, it's a good point by Dan. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that is something that we don't necessarily talk about. We talk about that with maybe the quarterback. But the center is, in a way, the quarterback of the offensive line, right? So, like, he's oh, yeah. telling everybody what they need to do. Um, and with Kevin O'Connell's scheme, I'm sure that the center position is probably not the easiest to learn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, at least in terms of making calls. So good point there by Dan Hanneman, uh, yeah. Hanneman in our YouTube comment section. Thanks, Dan, for watching. Thank you all for watching. Steven, Penguin Zero, uh, my dad. Again, happy birthday to my dad. Uh, David was in the comment section earlier, and Jay Jettis himself, Justin Jefferson, joined That's in the right. show earlier. So again, appreciate everybody. Again, this is the Skull Purple Podcast. Please like and subscribe to the channel. And also, if you are much more into the audio format, so you don't have to stare at our faces all the time, right, Tony? You can uh, listen to the audio-only version via Spotify and Apple. And again, that is found um, at those two platforms, audio-only versions, which we will be posting after uh, this show sometime, probably it'll probably be tomorrow morning because, um, well, maybe tonight we'll see, but, we'll uh, yeah, we'll see what time it is by the time the audio is done. But, uh, <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for this show. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, thank you again to Tony for joining me and as always skull skull baby.